Welcome to the Selling from the Heart podcast on the SalesCast Network. You've joined a global movement of sales professionals who are dedicated to being authentic and building trust. We call it Selling from the Heart. Together, we are on a mission to bring sincerity and substance to the sales profession we all love. Get ready to be inspired and equipped as we join our hosts, Larry Levine and Daryl Amy. Larry here. Before we dive into this episode, I want to share something with you that I'm really excited about. Are you ready to connect with your clients on a deeper level and truly make a difference in their lives? Then discover your authentic selling style with Selling from the Heart. At sellingfromtheheart.net forward slash selling dash style, you'll find a powerful online program that will help you tap into your unique strengths and abilities to create authentic and successful sales interactions. If you want to show up authentically for your prospects and clients to grow your sales, we created this just for you. So head on over to sellingfromtheheart.net forward slash selling dash style now and discover your authentic selling style today. Welcome back to the Selling from the Heart podcast. Your co-host, Daryl Amy, here today with Larry Levine. What's going on, Larry? Like I always say, it's another great day in the Selling from the Heart podcast studio. Just Uh, love podcasting, Daryl. It is so much fun. And here we are at the beginning of 2023. We are still riding the high from the 2023 Authentic Selling Challenge. What an incredible time (laughs) we had. Uh, I'm telling you, all of our guests were absolutely amazing. But I I will have to, I'll tell you this. Brent Adamson just he poked the bear on a lot of things, as only Brent Adamson can say. Let me well, tell you, you may be listening to this sometime in the future going, guys, I missed this Selling from the Heart 2023 Authentic Selling Challenge. Well, the good news is we recorded all of it and you can access it absolutely free at AuthenticSellingChallenge.com. We'll put it in the show notes. Check it out. We had some amazing coaches inspiring and equipping us to set ourselves up for success in this new year. And and in the middle of all of this, Larry, the community at Selling from the Heart is rallying and encouraging each other and inspiring. And we got to give a shout out to our friend, Chad Treadway. Chad's Chad's a great guy. And what's been really interesting about the community as the community grows is now that a lot of us are back to traveling is actually to meet these people face to face. And it was so great to meet Chad Treadway face to face at Outbound last year in 2022. Chad's a great guy. Yeah. Shout out, Chad. Thanks for leaving us a review on the podcast. He said the Selling from the Heart podcast is one of my top listens. (laughs) All right. (laughs) If you want to hear from industry sales experts who know what it means to be in the trenches and sell in today's complex environment, this is a must listen. Thank you, Chad. We really, really appreciate it. And thank you, everyone, as well. We decided last year to put this show, not just audio, but also in video. We're on YouTube. And uh, just at the top of the year, we we surpassed a thousand subscribers on YouTube, and we're on our way to ten thousand. Uh, we got ways to go. <laughs> we'll However, get there. We're we gonna will get, get there. there, and we're gonna get there because of you. Um, all of all, all of the selling from the heart community rallying together to drive this movement of authenticity and trust in the sales profession that we all love. So so exciting. Yeah, and it, it's just so great, and and. I just, I just have to kick this off because we're going to have a great conversation here real quick is authenticity here at Selling from the Heart. It's a lifestyle. 
It's not a light switch. It's not a word that we throw around. We firmly believe authenticity is a must in today's sales world. Yeah, we've got a fantastic guest here today. In just a moment, Helen Finucci is going to join us. She's an MIT-trained engineer who's built her reputation and career managing teams responsible for billions of dollars of quota. But the reason she's here (laughs) is she developed the Love Your Team system of sales management in her 25-year career on the front lines of top tech companies like Apple, Sun Microsystems, IBM, and Microsoft. Unbelievably exciting. Helen is fantastic. She hosts the Love Your Team podcast, which focuses on retaining top talent and building high-performance teams. And I know this is going to be a powerful conversation. So let's welcome Helen Finucci to the Selling from the Heart podcast. Helen, it's great to have you here. Thanks for having me. So excited. Oh, this is going to be awesome because I already love Helen because Helen uses the love word. And that's just awesome. Yes, we, we love it. And Helen, this is going to be a great conversation on this whole topic of love your team. But as we get started, we got a question that I know is going to be really, really hard for you to answer. And that is, what does it mean to you, Helen, to sell from the heart? It means that you love your customer. And what loving your customer is, is that you build a relationship, you build trust, you're authentic and transparent. And it really is the same skills that sales managers need to have with their team. The other thing is that you understand, get to know and understand your customer and what success means on their terms and figure out how you're going to deliver value in ways that are meaningful to them. Oh, this mm-hmm. is this is so good. And I'm so looking forward to this conversation. And I just have to, I got to, I'm just going to tee this whole L word up is, I just admire that you brought in love right away because I'm just a big believer, Helen. I'd be curious your thoughts on this. If you don't love your customers and if you don't love your team, somebody else will. Ooh. (laughs) 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 Well, I got to tell you, I was so nervous using the love word at first in a business context. Exactly. Uh, But that was what was authentic to me when I was doing a keynote in July of 21 on um, how to retain talent is you got to love your team. You Mm got to care for them and understand what matters to them and how they define success and then help them get that. Well, the dynamics right now are really, really interesting. You know, we're finding ourselves obviously in, in a hybrid environment in most industries and, This is different than the days when I started, you know, and I'm celebrating my 30th anniversary. It was 1993 when I walked in that sales bullpen for the first time in a technology company as well. And the dynamics um, that we experienced back then are dramatically different than the hybrid work dynamics we have today. I'm curious, you know, what what what's that changing? What how does that how is that affecting um, sales management and sales and leadership? Well, I have to tell you, the most surprising thing to me is that it's a surprise for people. So I've been leading and managing teams for over 25 years in a hybrid world Mm -hmm. because I have teams co-located with me, but also around the country and around the world. And so I think this notion of you've got to be in person all the time, whether it's with your team or with customers, I mean, that's done. So it also creates an opportunity to say, what, what's the change and how can I be helpful for people who this is a new muscle, a new skill set? Mm-hmm. And foundationally, 
It is to um, make sure that you're creating outcome-based performance objectives so they know what's expected. Like, I don't manage my team's daily activity. You know, I have financial metrics, quantifiable metrics, but I have some soft skill metrics like getting um, broader in the organization, getting Uh higher with decision makers. So I think that first and foremost is foundational. Uh, And then also making sure that when you're introducing yourself to a new team and you're um, that you really start by thinking about what do they need to know about you? It's not about the manager. And I've seen so many managers take on a new team and they think it's all about them. And that's Mm. like, that's opposite. Yep. Yep. You know, and, and what's it, what's interesting. And and I just, I started my career a little bit after a little bit, excuse me, a little bit before Daryl. And it was the same thing. I had to be in the office all the time. Mm -hmm. Every single time I had to be in the office, even in the on-vent, you know, this is before zoom and all that. So remember go to meeting and things like that. Mm -hmm. It was still, we had to be in the office and we had to be face-to-face and the meetings had to be face-to-face. And the first word that comes to mind these days, when we start thinking about this virtual world, especially as you lead sales teams is where does that trust sit in and where does trust Mm -hmm. play in and all this? I'd just be curious your thoughts on this, Ellen. Yeah, well, trust is foundational. If you can't build a trusting relationship with your team, you really can't go very far. So that is foundational to loving your team as trust, relationship building. I think authenticity and transparency with your team uh, matters a lot. And so I start out, you know, when I'm meeting a new team member is building, you know, first of all, getting to know them understanding what matters to them on their terms and finding out a little bit more about, you know, to the extent they're willing to share uh, what is going on with them and their family and what they care about. And I share myself too, because, you know, it used to be particularly before COVID, you know, we had a work self and we commuted to work and now Post-COVID, employees really want to be seen as whole people. And Mm. how are you going to support their work inside their life? Mm. It's so powerful. And, you know, and for all of our our sales professionals listening in, these same principles go for your uh, clients as well, right? This, um, This relational side of things, this understanding it's not about you, it's about them. And so as I'm listening in on this, you know, I'm thinking of our sales professionals listening in this, um, this is relevant for everybody. And, and I also know a lot of sales professionals are going, man, this, this is the type of leader I would really, really like to have, (laughs) um, in my organization. So the L word love, love in a business context. Um, so you mentioned earlier, you started saying that word and it was a little bit uncomfortable at first. I feel you. Larry started saying the L word. And I was like, what are you doing, Larry? This is, we're taking this a little too far, but I, but he's, he's won me over. And I'm curious when you think about love in the context of a leader and their team, um, what words would you put around that? And, and how would you describe that? Yeah. So the first time I used the love word was in a conference, a sales conference in 20. 21, July of 2021, and I was talking about retaining talent. And I thought, okay, support your team, care mm-hmm. for your team, <laughs> build relationships with your team. And for me, what was authentic is love your team. 
The first time I used the word love with my team, my sales team was in, I'd say it was October, November of 21. And I wrote an email to them with the subject, love your team. And I, and what I said to them is I said, look, you know, um, over this past month has been really tough for many of our team members. Three of the team members were in the emergency room in the last week for non-COVID reasons. Two of our team members um, had family members that passed away because of COVID, due to COVID. And about a month ago, one of our business partners on the partner side committed suicide. Mm-hmm. So I said, you know, you know, be I'd encourage you to be extra patient, kind, give people grace. Everybody has something going on. And, you know, and I also gave them, you know, I started the paragraph, actually the email with telling them the story about using the word, love your team in that conference. But that was the first time I could, and I said, you know, for me, it's important that I love, you know, my team and that includes you. And if, you know, I can be of help, just let me know what I can do to help you. Feel free to take time off if you need time off, what have you. So I don't use love, the word love on a day-to-day basis, but it's the underpinning of how I feel about working with my team. But also I think it's so important because we're all people working together to try to deliver some outcome and objective and having that compassion and care and support of each other and understanding is super important. However, this is not a, you know, kumbaya thing either, because it's also about delivering business results. And I have found over the years that if I'm supporting my team and loving my team, I deliver superior results versus just business, business, business. You know, what have you done for me lately? That doesn't cut it. And it's demotivating. So that's what I have found to be successful for me. Um, And I write about that in the book. You know, and and what's in, what's interesting about this, especially as we're hitting the you know the love word head on, is this is what I challenge everybody with, and I, and I love going down this road. Is we bring love and you use the word care and compassion, Helen, just a, a couple of minutes ago. Is we bring this into our personal life and we do it consistently, but yet. Yes. We leave that at the front doorstep, whether that be the real front doorstep or the virtual front doorstep. And then we forget about that in a business context. Now, what would it be like if we didn't, right? We remove that boundary a little bit. I'm a big, huge believer. We all buy into the the concept that relationships drive revenue. But real, loving, caring, compassionate relationships are going to drive revenue. And that same way that you as a leader take that to your team, they're going to take that out into the field and interact that same way mm-hmm. with your clients. And this is how you go high, wide, and deep. Yeah. And so it is absolutely that it's demonstrating and you know leading by through your own actions, the behaviors that you expect your team to have with customers, for sure. And having also the empathy the care and empathy, you know, of course, I hold people accountable to business outcomes, to forecast, to, you know, pipeline coverage, all the kinds of stuff that you'd expect. But I I want them to know that they can come to me. It's safe to come to me if there's problems, if uh, 
deals going to drop out of the forecast. Mm-hmm. I want you know, to know as quickly as possible. And they're not at risk to losing their job. You know, let's problem solve together and how we get it back on track. And that kind of trust and relationship, I think, is so core to be able to deliver superior results. And then also, I become known as a manager that supports a team. I've helped um, some of my sellers get promoted to management so that I become an attractor of talent. Because, you know, people talk. So it's yeah. kind of a, it's a virtuous cycle. I love it. I love it. I want to peel back this attractor of talent side mm-hmm. um, here in just a moment. We're going to take a brief break in our new format at Selling from the Heart. And I hope you're enjoying our new format. Uh, one of the things we're featuring every single week is one of our Selling from the Heart champions. What's the Selling from the Heart champion, Daryl? That's you <laughs> listening to the podcast. You're a champion for authenticity and trust in the sales profession. And we're going to hear from one of our Selling from the Heart champions, Andy Reese, on what it means to him to sell from the heart. So check this out after a brief word from our sponsors. Hey, are you ready to take your sales to the next level? At Selling from the Heart, we believe that authenticity wins. And that's why we created the all-new program, Discover Your Authentic Selling Style. This is a powerful program that will help you tap into your unique strengths and abilities to create authentic and successful sales interactions. If you believe in selling from the heart and want to grow your sales, we created this course just for you. So head over to sellingfromtheheart.net forward slash selling dash style and discover your authentic selling style today. Hello there. My name is Andy Reese, and today I wanted to share with you what selling from the heart means to me. What selling from the heart means to me is going to market with my customers and prospects and letting them know that I'm there to solve their toughest challenges, to let them know that I know their business, to know their struggles, their pain, to let them know that I'm there to bring value to them, to help them run a more efficient business. But I also want them to know that I value them as a person, as an individual, as a father, a husband, a mother, a daughter, to know who they are, to ask about their family, to share on their dreams, to let them know that we're a partnership and we care about each other and that we'll be a partnership for years to come. That's what selling from the heart means to me. Oh, I, hey, Daryl, I, I love that. Andy's a great guy and that he just, he walks, talks and breathes selling from the heart. Well, and this is what we've been talking about this whole episode is what Andy just summed up that he does for his clients and uh, what we're talking about sales leaders doing for their team is truly knowing them like this is this is a relationship and this is more than a, a business transaction. And, and Helen, I can see in the middle of, of all of this, a leader like this, I, like this is a team I want to work on. Uh, I want to be a part of this team when you've got a leader like this. What are you seeing in terms of the ability of a leader that leads with love to be able to attract top talent? Uh, Absolutely. It goes hand in glove. I see more and more uh, people, employees, sellers, wanting to work for an organization that has a great culture and the Mm. culture begins with a leader and has, you know, and that where people care about each other, they problem solve together. They have each other's back and so the um, that kind of culture becomes, you know, uh, attractive talent. 
I have um, seen people leave organizations, even within the same company, to go to another organization, even if that, that meant that they made less money. And so more and more what people care about, including myself, is working for a great leader, working for a great team, and um, having the flexibility and the trust to do my role the way that you know I see fit and deliver the results. And I think that that's what others are looking for, too. Mm. And, and you know what's interesting about this? If you would ask, if you would ask somebody years ago, when I say years ago, this is pre-COVID. Isn't it interesting? It's going to be pre-COVID, post-COVID, just so we can date stamp things. But if you if you asked people, oh, wow. yeah, unfortunately. But if you ask people pre-COVID to describe culture, what's a good culture look like? They're going to give you a different answer then. Ask them this today. It's going to be completely yeah. polar opposite because I think what people looked for pre-COVID and right, some people may throw darts at me on this was, you know, what's in the cafeteria, what's in the rec room and things like that in developing that culture. <laughs> but I think today, post-COVID, it's completely what you just said, Ellen. Yeah, it's also flexibility and meeting people where they are. And one of the things we're seeing now is that um, sellers aren't out meeting customers in person um, nearly as much because, you know, the customers aren't in the office either. So we see situations where everyone comes together, whether it's a, you know, corporate executive briefing or maybe in conjunction with a conference. So how selling happens has changed too. And so we all need to get comfortable with this virtual world and being able to build those relationships and um, whether it's with a team or with a customer. Yeah. So I'm thinking about all this now and just thinking about the environment that we're in where it is, you know, it's hundred percent virtual. We've got sales teams out there. So you're hiring people. Sometimes you haven't even met face to face, um, you know, and, and you're leading people on teams you haven't met face to face. How, how do you love, uh, what are some things you've discovered about how to love your team in this hybrid world that we find ourselves in? Well, most of the people on my team uh, today, because I switched jobs about nine months ago, um, still within Microsoft, I've never met in person. And um, I remember, gosh, <laughs> the first time I hired somebody without meeting them face to face was in 2000, I believe, um, or 2004, something like that. And I was it was a nerve wracking kind of thing. And. There were just circumstances that led to that and it ended up working out great. Um, but when you're looking to attract talent and hire talent, I mean, you've got to go through um, all of the regular kind of conversations to assess their skills, abilities, et cetera, through behavioral questioning, but also the cultural fit. Find out, you know, kind of what they value. And if it's a match for what you and your team and your company is up to. If there's a, I would say, a purpose behind um, the job. So we are a purpose-driven company at Microsoft. And, you know, are people excited about the mission, our mission to empower every person and organization on the planet to achieve more and how we go about that. So there's also, I think, a, a mission and purpose lineup as well as, kind of how style of working expectations of what people are looking for. That's good. 
You know, it's uh, it, it, it's interesting that the the you know we're talking about virtual and leading teams in a in a virtual world is I've just been a big believer. This is a mindset thing more than anything else. Mm. Is you know just because just because I haven't met Helen face to face doesn't mean that I can't build a relationship with her and have those same type of conversations I would if I was face to face with her. And I think a lot of times as salespeople. We just think that, right, just because it's virtual, it's not real because I can't, I can only see somebody from here up. But guess what? The conversation shouldn't change just because right. we're sitting behind a camera. It's such a good point, Larry. I have hired people virtually. I have fired people virtually. Even before COVID, I, as I said, I've been leading hybrid teams for 25 years. So there are, are people who I put on performance improvement plans virtually, checkpointed, had regular conversations with them and ended up, you know, basically firing them for not performing. So I am a firm believer, everything you can do face to face, you can do virtually. Yeah, absolutely. This is well, and this this brings up another conversation as well is. We're talking here about sales leaders and their teams, but let's just shift it for a moment and think about um, the expectations of sellers as well. How has the hybrid world in your we're sitting here now in 2023? This isn't brand new, but from where we sit today, how's the hybrid world changed the expectation of sellers? Well, there's an expectation that they have flexibility and can work where they want to work and when they want to work and how they want to work. There's a pent up desire to have a you know team meeting. And frankly, I thought after COVID, I'd be able to get my team together and so that we could all meet each other face to face. Cause you know, people still want that, you yeah. know, interpersonal face-to-face connection. And we've not been able to do that. And now because of the economic situation, we're being very judicious. And having our travel budget focused on customer-facing travel mm-hmm. where, that, where there's high impact. And so I think there's, you know, this, this desire to have, you know, teams get together physically. And that hasn't happened. Um, you know, you get all of the benefits, if you will, of not commuting and all that flexibility. But there's still, there's still the pent-up need and desire. So that's why we rally around customer meetings, but not everybody is in that customer meeting. It's uh-huh. not the whole team because everyone has their own customers. Um, and it's also, I think, behooves leaders to, for the those that go into the office, um, you know, like my boss, um, she does a totally optional Wednesdays in the office. So no one's required to show up. But if you want to go into the office, that's where you can connect with other people. So we try to have these anchor days or we have these events, um, holiday event in the office for those co-located. So it ends up not being your individual team, but everybody geographically across multiple teams end up coming together in the office. I don't think we fully figured out how to do hybrid um, for the long term, because I also have just out of college um, folks that work for me and they're like, you know, I want to that water cooler osmosis <laughs> yeah. learning. And so how do you have a sustainable culture and 
bring people up in terms of business skills when um, everyone's in their own house and, and remote. So I don't think we've completely figured it out. Yeah. yeah. Well, there's a lot to learn. You know, I think it's fascinating. Um, there is a hunger to get together and there's barriers to that, obviously, right now um, with budget and a lot of organizations. But I'm thinking about um, not just our sales leaders, but also our sales professionals. You, you know, you think about your clients, they're hungry to get together, too. So this is a great time to bring them together over over the pandemic, we had many of our our people in the Selling from the Heart Insiders group were actually hosting online events, pulling together multiple clients um, to brainstorm ideas. This might be time to book out that back room at the restaurant and invite half a dozen or a dozen of your CFOs in your client base or whomever you work with um, to come hang out. Because I think there is there is an appetite for for that. And you'd think, you know, we're like now, Oh, now we have, now we can only travel to see clients or now travel budgets cut or, or whatever, whatever that is. Um, there's an opportunity to be a facilitator for community as sales professionals said, just want to think about that. And we got some, by the way, just exciting things coming up at selling from the heart. I can't <laughs> quite talk about yet, but stay tuned. So um, that's really, really cool. Well, I want to, as we wrap this up, I, I want to be thinking about, uh, you know, I, I think when we throw around the L word and love and authenticity and heart, uh, you know, there's some people that go, this is really squishy and nice and all of that, but we're here to make, we got to hit budget. We got to make money. And, uh, and one of the things here that, uh, that, that I think is when you lose someone off your team, uh, because they don't feel loved, um, like there's an expense to that. And I'm curious, I, I know you've done some work on this recently, and I hadn't heard this number in a while. So what does it cost right now when you lose a top seller? Uh, three, quarter, <laughs> three quarters of their quota. So I, le- I lay it out in the book. And Ooh. it's so here's the math. Um, okay. Day one of the fiscal year, your top seller leaves. Let's say for round numbers, they have a million dollar quota. Mm-hmm. So it takes three months um, to replace them. That's 250K of quota not attained. It takes another six months for them to get up to full speed. And that is if that replacement seller works out. And if not, you're back to square one. Mm. So that's kind of, you know, fast math in terms of thinking about, okay, it is a crucial skill for managers to be able to retain talent. Otherwise, they can't make their number. So think about it in terms of three quarters of a year of quota attainment. And that doesn't account, you know, for the deals that were in flight that, you know, because top sellers usually overachieve their quota and it Mm -hmm. doesn't account for the recruiting costs. It's just pragmatic what it takes, you know, how it what it uh, costs in terms of quota attainment for the manager and for the team. So it's very expensive to lose a top talent. Pour into your people. Poor yeah, the investment you make is so vital. I love that that framework. I'm going to quote you on this uh, quite a bit in the years to come because I've never heard it expressed that way. I've always heard it costs this many dollars, but that is something that can be applied to any organization, to, no, no matter what your quota is. And uh, I think that makes the case for investing in your people, loving your people, training your people, um, taking care of them. Oh my goodness, like three quarters of quota. 
that's an ulcer generating moment. If that doesn't make you want to love your people. <laughs> well, I would say, I would also say the only way you can retain top talent is mm-hmm. also addressing the underperformers. Because, mm-hmm. you know, everyone wants to work on a high-performing team and doesn't yeah. want to carry the water for other people. So that is the, kind of the flip side of it is you've got to also dress under performers in order to retain the high t- top talent. What a great conversation. And this Love Your Team, a survival guide for sales managers in the hybrid world. Where can people get more Helen in their life and get this book? The book is on Amazon. And I have an audio version coming out. The publisher hasn't given me a final date, but hopefully by the end of January. All right. Um, so audio ver- versions coming out and then I'm on LinkedIn. That's the best way to find me. Fantastic. Well, Helen, what an amazing conversation today. You're a true Selling from the Heart champion. Thanks for sharing time with all of us. And, um, and we're going to cheer you on in this book because you're doing amazing, valuable, incredible work. Thank you. Yeah, we appreciate you, you, Helen. Awesome, awesome, awesome. Well, and thank you to everyone in the audience. Uh, here Here we go. This is, you know, you could take that same math and you could apply that to your best clients as well. You know, the cost of of not taking care of your team is very similar to the cost of not taking care of your clients. And and this is a time where, um, as we talked about uh, with Brent Adamson just uh, a few days ago in the Selling from the Heart Authentic Selling Challenge, you know, empathy, um, being there, being present, value plus empathy is is where it's at right now. We've got to hit both sides of the trust coin as sales professionals. We got to hit both sides of the trust coin, authentic relationship and value with, as sales leaders as well. And love's in the middle of all of it. Yeah. And not only that, and, and, you know, here's a couple of words just to, we can end on these is, you know, when I think of love and, and how you love on your customers and even how you love on your team is this opens up for healthy and what I call assertive conversations. Mm-hmm. And I want us to think about that because healthy and assertive conversations are necessary. They're absolutely necessary with your clients and they're necessary between leaders and their salespeople. Absolutely. Well, we've got so many exciting things coming up here in the near future. Uh, Stay tuned to Selling from the Heart. If you're brand new to this podcast, we're glad you're here. Welcome. Hit the like or subscribe button on whichever platform you are listening to us right now. Uh, We always appreciate you sharing it as well. Most of all, we'd like to welcome you and invite you to come to the Insiders Group. We've got an incredible group of like-hearted sales professionals and sales leaders that are gathering together. They're sharpening the saw. They're making each other better. They're providing community. And you can learn more at sellingfromtheheart.net slash insiders. We'd love for you to get involved. And uh, we'd love to see you in an up, uh, upcoming Up Close and Personal, our <laughs> Friday feature twice a month. You'll find out all about that at sellingfromtheheart.net slash insiders. Larry, what a great start to the year. A huge shout out to Tasia for our new voiceover. You probably heard that at the beginning. Tasia Valenza, you, we ah. love you. We love Tasia Valenza. Previous guest, good friend, and uh, just all around class act. Well, everybody, thank you so much for joining us today. We look forward to seeing you again next week. And until then, keep being genuine, keep being authentic, keep adding real value, love your team, and most of all, self in the heart. Thanks for listening to the Selling from the Heart podcast on the SalesCast Network. 
If you enjoyed the show, make sure to hit the subscribe button so you don't miss an episode. We appreciate your encouraging reviews as it helps us spread the word. As always, we would love to connect with you. So look for us on LinkedIn, Facebook, Instagram, and your favorite podcast platform. This podcast is produced by our friends at SalesCast. Learn more at www.salescast.co. We look forward to seeing you next time.